Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Tuesday, 31st of January 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Background to the news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person. Tonight, the new boat's going to be late. The motor vessel Manxman's got some problems. Douglas Council rates are on the up by 9%. A national suicide prevention strategy is on the way. Should fail politicians get into LegCo? And the guild entry deadline is midnight this Saturday. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines, Fastamai Lewis Foster. Fastamai. The steam packet says its new vessel, Manxman, won't be ready for June as hoped. Testing carried out during routine sea trials has revealed additional work will be required to ensure it's up to specifications. Manxcare says it's working to secure GP services for patients in Balasala because the medical centre will hand back its contract at the end of July. It says it's working to consider all of the options available so that patients can continue to be served by the practice. And Public Health Isle of Man has been asked to publish a national suicide prevention strategy by the end of March. The Cabinet Office Minister says the plan would be complex, long-term and involving many different agencies. In the international news, police chiefs insist they're sincere in their apology over failings which led to the Hillsborough disaster. Senior officers say lessons learnt after the tragedy have meant big changes. But families of the 97 fans who died after the crush are frustrated. There's no mention of a law which would make it a crime for officials not to cooperate with inquiries in future. The family and friends of Cody Fisher, who was fatally stabbed in Birmingham over Christmas, have been paying tribute to the footballer at his funeral. He was attacked at the Crane nightclub. And Tesco is closing its hot counters and delis because of a drop in demand. 1,800 jobs are also going to be affected as the company changes the way its stores work with a new role to oversee operational duties on the shop floor. Those are the headlines. I'll be back with more at 6 o'clock. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. A reminder, thank you, Lewis, from the Ronalds Way Met Office. A strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is more than rough in the east. And the three-day weather, mostly dry and cloudy this evening. And overnight, an odd blustery shower and a strong westerly, minimum six degrees. For tomorrow, Wednesday, the 1st of February. Can you believe it? Wednesday is Jacrane, cloudy with sporadic showers on a strong westerly, easing as the day progresses. Daylight maximum 10 degrees. So pleasant by the afternoon, down to 8 through the night into Jordan. Thursday, dry and cloudy in a fresh southwest wind. Top temperatures 11. Tides on the way back in. High water 18 minutes before 8 this evening. Low water 22 minutes after 2 a.m. Sunrise, six minutes past eight. In the morning, high tide, 21 minutes to nine. Manx Glass and Glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674 573. 
Well, that's new. It's very pretty. It's going to be late. The island's going to have to wait longer to see the new steam packet boat, the Manxman. Uh, during sea trials, a significant fault has developed in the gearbox. So, back to the shipyard it goes, says the packet managing director, Brian Thompson. We have had a problem um, testing the um, propulsion system. Um, so, it's the, the gearbox has failed, um, so will need to be replaced. Is this a standard gearbox? I know that the it was every attempt was made to make this new vessel as green as economic as possible. Is this new technology? Yeah. So everything, everything, pretty much on the Maxman is bespoke. So I think that's perhaps one of the issues without getting into speculation. Um, it is a um, built for purpose system. So needed needed extensive testing and. Um, we've, we've found that it's not quite up to standard, so we've asked the shipyard to refit a brand new system that, that works to our specifications. I suppose the plus side is it hadn't made the crossing over to here, and it hadn't happened over here. But as you say, it's got to go back into dry dock, be taken out, has it? Um, I don't think it will need to go into dry dock. Um, they'll be able to, to change it out um, in the shipyard. She'll still be in the shipyard. Um, so, as, as you say, it's much better that it's been found at these sea trials. That's the, absolutely the purpose of the sea trials, rather than having an issue on passage back to the island, or even indeed while in service. Douglas Council has increased its rate for the next financial year to 509 pence in the pound. Council leader Claire Wells says it was unavoidable and they'd worked hard to keep the rate as low as possible. I think it's something we take into consideration in everything that we do. We don't take raising the rates lightly at all. We've spent many, many months going through the budgets for each committee um, and each member has had an opportunity to look at it and to come up with ideas of what we can do to reduce it to the actual increase itself as much as we possibly can. A lot of things that we have to increase our rate by is something that we don't have control over and I think it's really important for people to understand that. The only income that we have in relation to how we provide services to the ratepayers of Douglas are the rates, that's our biggest income and if we have costs relating to how we provide those services it does go straight back onto the ratepayers. Our only other income is our, um, our car parks. I think it was Councillor Pitt suggested splitting the costs up so people could see the breakdown of what they're being charged for and what is the government charged for. Why is this something you wouldn't consider as other local authorities do do this? We don't feel as a council that it is a, a true reflection of what our costs are if we separate it. And it isn't actually fair on ratepayers if we do it that way because it would be a fixed charge for every rateable property and it won't be reflected on what you, what your property is rated as so it would be a fixed charge that everybody would pay the same which I don't think is fair so those people who are paying higher rates would benefit for those who are living in smaller properties which we don't think is fair to the ratepayers of Douglas. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wynn. First of my good evening thanks for choosing Manx Radio tonight 23 minutes before 6 o'clock the £2 cap on bus fares has been extended for another month the past three months hasn't seen a substantial increase in bus usage so John Moss from Manx Radio News asked the Infrastructure Minister Chris Thomas MHK why giving it more time. The usage hasn't really increased very much if at all but it's very hard to establish that because weather is very important and we haven't had the best weather in November. It is a grim time of year to get people standing but waiting for buses isn't it? We're not it? comparing it with June we're comparing it with November, December, January in the last four or five years and it seems like there's a small increase but it's not a huge increase but there is there is an effect on the revenue but the main point is we've extended this uh, trial to the end of March 
in line with the UK trial for, of a £2 uh, bus fare cap as well, for instance. And uh, we are reviewing prices and we've got a great bus service and I hope it provides opportunities for people to travel and also deal with the cost so of so living how crisis. how can you make it a success? Just uh, people need to start using buses if they, uh, you know, buses are, go, every, go many more places in the island than, than they do in similar places uh, in many parts of the world, including in the British Isles. We have 20-minute uh, services down south. We have, um, we have buses. We're doing everything we can. It costs money to run them, and we're trying to encourage people to use it. We have a great bus service, and I hope people can take advantage Which of this £2 cap until end of March. An unsuccessful MHK candidate's labelled attempts by failed politicians his words to get into the LegCo as fundamentally indecent. Christian Jones with a story. There's four seats up for grabs as serving MLCs are coming to the end of their terms, but to obtain a nomination, a serving MHK has to be the one to put your name forward. In the past, some MHK candidates who failed to get elected took nominations for the Legislative Council instead. But Michael Joseph believes attempting to get into public office through the back door shows a lack of respect to the electorate. Ultimately, we live in a democracy and the, and the people of the Isle of Man should choose who serve in their parliament. And if you are seeking election to Tinwald and the people of the Isle of Man decline your application, then you should have some decency and, and not try and get in through the back door. It's a controversial topic, but in the past, people have said that LegCo should be publicly elected and MHK should have no say in the matter. I think that we should have a parliament which is democratically elected. And I think that, that the people of the Isle of Man should be in charge of who serves them in, in public office, who serves them in parliament. I think that's a pretty basic and, and sensible principle. And, and I think it is really disappointing to see politicians try and get in through the back door. I don't, I don't think that's that's decent. Of course, I've had a, in the past an interest in, in, in serving. And, you know, I, I stood, I put my name on the ballot paper and, and the people of the Isle of Man chose other candidates and, you know, we're now getting what we voted for. And so, so in that sense, you've got to have, have some respect. Because again, it, it's more than just about what is in the interest of Michael Joseph or any other individual. You've got to stick by your first principles. And the first principle is that we live in a democracy and the people of the Isle of Man are the people who should be in charge. So if an MHK came to you and said, I know you weren't elected for Keys, but you'd make a great MLC, could you be swayed by that? No. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. 20 to 6, Ben McCree, and we'll be having the Ben for a short time longer now. The Ben McCree departed Eastham at 5 past 2. It's going to be on the Link Span in the next 10, uh, 15 minutes or so. Now, tonight's sailing will go ahead after earlier um, hesitancy, shall we say. At 7.45, Ben McCree leaves for Hesham, arrives there at about half past 11. The overnight departure is 2.15, back to Douglas at 6 tomorrow morning. And the morning departure, Ben McCree heads to Hesham at 8.45. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. Public Health Isle of Man's been tasked with publishing a national suicide prevention strategy for the Isle of Man. But when might it actually happen? Here's the Cabinet Office Minister, Kate Lord Brennan, MHK. I'm sure honourable members will share the view, given the serious and sensitive nature of this issue, that getting any strategy right, clear and fit for purpose, especially given the involvement of the various frontline responses, is very important. I've asked Public Health to publish an approved suicide prevention strategy by the end of March. The need for various improvements and input from departments was clearly apparent to build on the good work started by the Suicide Prevention Group when Cabinet Office first formally received the draft report in mid-December. This strategy now needs to be finalised by the Director of Public Health and his team 
and formally considered by the relevant departments, including DHSC and ultimately Council Ministers. Question, Mr. Morehouse. One of the key strands that the Minister outlined there in her, her answers was with regard to funding. <coughs> in terms of going forward, this strategy is of crucial importance. Can she reassure us that when the strategy comes before us, it's going to have that clarity in terms of the additional funding being put in place? My view on this is that much of the frontline contact is carried out by the aspects of healthcare or direct services, it could be the police, it could be, it could be you know, ambulance, they are carrying out <coughs> social care, they're carrying out those direct services. To me, it's about having clarity over what interventions and perhaps protocols can be followed. I think that this is going to need to be carried out um, you know, with cognizance of the, 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 the budgets provided or indeed bids that may need to come from other aspects of government to, to fulfil it. It is an unusual role that public health have in this and that they're coordinating the strategy quite clearly aside from distinct elements it is in the main going to be carried out by the frontline services who are operating in this area anyway. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 17 minutes before six in the UK, more than 800 jobs at Paper Chase are under threat after Britain's largest supermarket, Tesco, swooped for the struggling stationery company in a deal expected to close stores. Tesco said it had bought the Paper Chase brand and intellectual property and expected to start rolling out new products in its UK stores. The announcement came just hours after Paper Chase collapsed into administration earlier today. The deal is understood to not include Paper Chase's 100 stores where it employs more than 800 people, casting doubt on the future for hundreds of staff jobs. For a full daily market report, go to ramseycrookall.com. Internationally, oil giant ExxonMobil took a record $55.7 billion, with a B dollars. That's £45.2 billion in profit last year as the oil price surged after Russia invaded Ukraine. Well, that profit's over double 2021's figure and is likely to renew pressure on the industry after some countries, including the UK, imposed special taxes on the profits last year. Exxon says such measures are counterproductive and last month sued the European Union over its new windfall tax, arguing Brussels has exceeded its legal authority. Exxon's also spoken out against similar proposals in the US, where the White House has criticised all firms for not doing enough to boost supply, choosing to spend profits to reward investors with share buybacks. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets slid further despite Eurozone growth. US stocks inched forward, oil steadied after moving close to a three-week low, and gold was on track for a third straight monthly gain. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London, the FTSE 100 down two-tenths of a percent at 7,771. The DAX in Frankfurt closed barely up, a hundredth of a percent up at 15,128. Currently New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial up a quarter of a percent at 33,795. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up a percent at 11,506. Remember, the trading day continues. And in uh, Chicago, even more of the day to go on there, up six-tenths of a percent at 4,043, the S&P 500. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 23.1 cents, one euro, 13.4 cents, and 21 South African rand, 48.5 cents. In commodities, gold's up two-tenths of a percent at 1,000 $924 per troy ounce and a barrel of Brent crude up three quarters of a percent currently at $85 on the nose. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. 
So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. One of the iconic stage posts in the Isle of Man year is the Guild and the deadline to enter this year's Speech and Drama Festival is looming. You've got until midnight this Saturday, 4th of February, to get your application in. No late entries will be allowed. The Guild this year is taking place between the 22nd and 29th of April. It's a special one as it's celebrating the 100th anniversary of the festival's biggest event, the Cleveland Medal. Deputy Chair Anne Clark says there are misconceptions that the Guild is old-fashioned and stuffy. It's um, speech and drama and uh, everything from Shakespeare dancing yes the sword dancing yes (laughs) there's all sorts of dancing there's also an anything goes class oh tell us about that one this was last year this started wasn't it I think yes and it was a big success it this year it's an open class anybody can enter this and the theme this year is the 80s music or dance or both and you can use your own backing tracks oh, you so. could bring like a boom box and do a break dance yes oh you could do and the, you could dress up for it which is welcome i'm sure last year it was abba wasn't it was it the theme was. i seem to remember so did you have a lot of costume we did it was <laughs> there were some serious ones and some very funny ones but they were all excellent and you yeah. can literally do anything as it says anything goes that's why it's called that you've got all sorts of things you've got mime classes as well that was started yes. up a few years ago so and did the, people do literally just turn up a mime don't they i've seen some of the videos yes they did there was a particularly good one some children doing the tt races they, they were they're so clever uh, people do so well at these things it just takes a bit of ingenuity but i wish more people would take the plunge and have a go just give us a bit of an idea of some of the new classes available this year well we've got a drag class amazing yes it's <laughs> called dragging it up anyone can enter from school year nine which is about 14 to 100 and a community choir this sounds good well we've had requests we do have a lot of choirs and because of course music is a big thing on the island but we have had requests for mixed choirs with adults and children so that's what we're having this year as well as all the others but um if people want something and they ask us we'll do our best to accommodate them and fit it in Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting this evening with football, and the Isle of Man's national football squads have learned who their group stage opponents will be for the 2023 Ireland Games. There are 16 teams in total in the men's category and 10 taking part in the women's competition. The Isle of Man men's side have been drawn in Group 2 and will take on Innismon, Falkland Islands and Shetland Islands. Meanwhile, the women's squad are in a three-team group where they'll take on the Isle of Wight and Menorca. The 2023 Ireland Games will take place in Guernsey from the 8th to the 14th of July this year. Moving on, the Isle of Man's men's and ladies' darts teams have been praised for their displays at an inaugural competition held in Guernsey at the weekend. 20 players represented the island at the first ever Island Internationals, which were held at the St Pierre Park Hotel in the Crown Dependency from the 27th to the 29th of January. 
For the ladies' team, despite a tough start with a 5-2 defeat to Guernsey and 6-1 loss to Ireland, the Manxies rallied back to take a 5-2 victory over Jersey. They then went on to overcome Jersey again by a scoreline of 4-0 in the third and fourth place playoff. Meanwhile, the men's team started with a narrow 6-7 loss to Guernsey before a 12-1 defeat to Ireland and 4-9 loss to Jersey. But the men's squad, which saw several players making their international debuts with a number of senior figures unavailable, then put in a valiant display in the third and fourth place playoff with Guernsey, despite eventually losing out 4-7. The Isle of Man Darts organisation says it's very proud of all those who competed for the Ireland, saying they represented the Manx flag fantastically across the weekend. And finally, in motorsport, entries have now opened for the Alaban's first stage rally of the calendar year. The Ormco account stages, promoted by Drowdale Motor Club and supported by Manx Autosport, will take place at Jerby Motordrome on Saturday the 11th of March. Regulations are now also available for the 2023 Manx Rally Championship later in the year. Registration for the Ormco account stages can be made via the Manx Autosport website. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Nine minutes before six, inbound at Ronald's Way, the 525 Logan Air from Manchester came in about ten minutes late. Next inbound, the Hop House 7 EasyJet from London, Gatwick showing on time, the 528 Logan Air from Liverpool showing on time, and the 5 Power State London City Logan Air showing on time. Outbound tonight, uh, just uh, two departures, six o'clock, Logan Air to Liverpool, the patient transfer outbound. And the 10 past 8 returning EasyJet to London Gatwick. On the roads in Solby, temporary lights on Solby Glen Road near the Claddock Turn. They're doing some drainage work there. And uh, the coast road's closed in Jerby between Jerby and the Len. They're doing resurfacing. In Port Aaron, you've got temporary lights on Bradder Road for a retaining wall work. And temporary lights on Upper Prom Port Aaron for resurfacing. In Balabeg, Temporary lights on the main road near the Arbury Parish Hall for that new zebra crossing. Castle Street's one way northbound in Castletown through to the middle of April. And in Peel, temporary closures around East Quay and the Prom. It's closed currently between the Max Utilities Pumping Station and Weatherglass Corner. In Regaby, temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement. A section of the Dune Loop Road's closed near the Dune Bend for water main work. Temporary lights on Baldrine Road uh, for cable laying. That's uh, for a small road between the main road to the Conrenny Road and in Douglas Princess Road's closed for patching work and you've still got those narrow lanes in Victoria Street for a new uh, pedestrian crossing their building there. Massimo Tyres, budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at Keyside. A serving soldier from the British Army is being held in Alabama prison after going AWOL. The story from Tessa Hawley. Jordan Ashley Brayford of Bentley in Stoke-on-Trent appeared at Douglas Courthouse today. The 29-year-old was brought into the dock from police custody after being accused of going absent without leave from His Majesty's Armed Forces. Brayford, who serves with the 25 Training Regiment Royal Logistics Corps, admitted the charge. Police attended Ramsey Park Hotel just before 3pm yesterday. The serviceman opened the door to his room and was subsequently arrested and taken to police headquarters. The court heard Brayford has been missing from his regiment since the 2nd of January. He has no links to the Isle of Man and the prosecutor could provide no information as to why he was on the island. Conceding that without that bail wasn't possible, Brayford's advocate told the court the only realistic option is prison at the moment. Officials from the Royal Military Police will travel to the island this week to take Brayford into their custody and 
and back to the Normandy barracks in East Yorkshire. High bailiff Jane Hughes committed him to be held at the Isle of Man prison until those officials are able to travel to escort him back to the United Kingdom. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682 631 any time of day or night. The group behind controversial leaflets put through doors, maybe your door across the Isle of Man this week, so they're exposing what really happens to animals in the food industry. The story from Siobhan Fletcher. In a statement released to Manx Radio, the group says... The leaflet is designed to expose what happens in the meat, dairy and fish industries. That's its sole aim. The information the leaflet contains comes from DEFA, DEFRA, NFU, Red Tractor, RSPCA and other trade bodies and journals. It shows what happens to farmed animals whose flesh ends up on shop shelves and in meat products. Farmed animals only exist to make money and their treatment is determined by that fact alone. Livestock farming is a system controlled by the need to create profit – The meat and food industry hides what happens to animals. The leaflets explain what really happens to them. We realise that some people are angry about the contents and indeed so are we. However, we are merely messengers and not perpetrators. Many people would like to believe that this does not happen on the island. However, it does. Isle of Man animals shake in terror and scream in pain as would we ourselves when waiting to be and being slaughtered. Stunning is just as painful and temporary here as anywhere else. Sheep here are bred to have thick-set bodies, causing them to suffocate if they lie on their backs, just as they are on the mainland. Our leaflets are designed to expose this and more. We do not ask for or accept money. We hope that by exposing the truth, people will take responsibility for their part in this tragedy and take the action they deem to be appropriate. If people find the contents offensive, we heartily agree. This treatment of animals is offensive and these practices should be stopped. You can read the full statement from the group at manxradio.com. A small shark tagged in Manx waters was found several months later off the coast of France. The taupe, tagged by Manx Wildlife Trust in August 2022, was picked up by an angler in the Bay of Biscay in November. Dr Lara Howe is the uh, charity's marine conservation officer, and she told Manx Radio's Lewis Foster they never expected them to travel so far. So it was a real surprise for us. We expected some of our sharks maybe to head to Scotland and places like that. We know that there's been overlap with the Scottish tagging programme that used to exist coming to the Isle of Man, but so we had no idea how far how far travelled our, our sharks would be. How many small sharks were tagged during that process last year? Um, I can't remember the numbers from last year, but we've tagged around 500 sharks since the project began in 2013. But we've only had two recaptures, so, so we've still got a long way to go. We're really hoping to get some more recaptures and obviously to continue doing more tagging as well. That other recapture, whereabouts did that turn up? The Netherlands. So they are very far travelled. And how much was known about these small sharks before you started tagging them? Very little, which was one of the reasons why we started the programme. We had no idea of numbers. When we talk about our small sharks, it's things like taupe, bullpups and spur dog. And we, we know very little about them, about where they are, where, where they're sort of distributed, the numbers. So this was partly why we started the programme. So if you consider that we've tagged over 500 sharks and we've never recaught one of the same sharks in Manx waters again, it's, it's quite impressive. We must have significant numbers of sharks in our waters. It highlights the fact that it's not just protecting the sharks in Manx waters and, and you know, we refer to them as our sharks, but clearly they are very mobile and they will travel 
many international boundaries to, to feed. So there's no point us focusing all our efforts on the Isle of Man to protect and if they're not being protected elsewhere. So it just highlights that this is a European international need for protection for our shark species that are very well travelled. That's it for update tonight. Produced from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to uh, newsreader Lewis Foster, producer Rob Pritchard. I'm Andy Went back with another update tomorrow evening at 5.30. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. W-I-N-T